I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use Coaches Baseball when you download for the best daily fantasy app in order to get a full deposit match when you download. In this episode, I will be delivering you three MLB best bets along with four, four prize pick selections at the end of this episode. Let's do a quick recap of yesterday because on this episode, you heard my one MLB best bet that hit pretty easily. They, I took the first five innings over in Diamondbacks versus Phillies and 10 runs were scored through those five innings. But I got greedy and I took the raise on my Twitter um, when I first saw Trevor Rogers was making his return. I should have known that Rogers would look like the 2021 version. I mean, I'm kidding. It's almost impossible to predict his stuff would look as electric as it was after returning from injury. We are currently down 3.65 units this week. I intend to make a lot of it back today with these three picks. I'll be all over the props as well, just like I said. So make sure that you use code JustBaseball when you download in order to play these four props because they are available on prize picks. Just to recap, our regular season record is now 187-160, winning at a 54% rate. We are plus 28.54 units. The first game, Oakland A's versus Washington Nationals at 4.05 p.m. Eastern. Is it the most fun game in the world? No. Is there a clear edge in this one? Yes. This one is simple. It's Ken Waldachuk, a lefty for the A's, with the net, who's making his MLB debut, versus Paolo Espino, a righty for the Nationals, who's 0-6 with a 4-3-5 ERA. When I say it's simple, I don't mean that this bet is free or that this bet is a lock. What I mean by that is this is a system. We fade rookie pitchers making their debut on the road. It's another system that has worked for us all season, and I don't intend on stopping it now, especially when Ken Waldachuk has only thrown 65 innings in his career at AAA, and the numbers aren't awe-inspiring. Ken Waldachuk was the main piece that went over from the Yankees to the A's in the Frankie Montas deal. Waldachuk wasn't expected to debut this year for the Yankees, but with the lack of arms that the Athletics have, they, have made, they thought it made sense to bring him up for his first start as the rosters expand. It's a good idea for them to look at what they have, but that doesn't mean that they'll win the game. In AAA this season, Waldachuk threw 47 innings in the International League, putting up a 3.59 ERA and a 1.28 whip. He has strikeout stuff, putting away 70 batters while walking 23. Not very good. In 18 and two-thirds innings in the PCL, he rocked a 3.38 ERA and a 1.23 whip, but only walked three hitters while striking out 21. This performance is likely what gave him the call-up, but I'm not sure he's ready to get big league hitters out consistently. Luckily for Waldachuk, the Nationals put out lineups that are the closest thing to minor league lineups. I mean, that's a joke. As big league hitters are big league hitters, and while the Nationals did trade away Juan Soto and Josh Bell, they can still hit a young pitcher who hasn't even really dominated AAA. While the Nationals aren't much of a threat, they have at least been salvageable against left-handed pitching. Since the trade deadline, they are rocking a 92 WRC+, which places them 20th in baseball. In the last two weeks, it has risen slightly to do a 94 WRC+. This lineup is somewhat below average against left-handed pitching. That's enough. They're a big league lineup. The only ways 
the A's can win this is if they beat up on Paolo Espino, which is possible but not probable. Espino has been the Nationals' best starter this year. That's not saying a whole lot, but considering the A's have a 92 WRC plus against right-handed pitching and the lowest hard hit rate since the trade deadline against right-handers, I'm more than comfortable backing the Nationals both through the first five innings and through the full game because with the bullpens, it's somewhat negligible. I mean, negligible. I just slurred my words there. Both bullpens are not very good. I think the Nationals go up early, and I think they end up winning the game. So the picks, Washington Nationals first five innings minus a half at plus 120, as well as the Nationals' money line at minus 115. That's one unit to win 1.2 units on the first five, and 1.15 units to win one unit on the full game. The second game, Colorado Rockies versus the Atlanta Braves at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. We have Chad Cool, a righty for the Rockies, who's 6-7 with a 5.170 ERA and a 1.51 whip, taking on Spencer Strider, a righty for the Braves, 8-4 with a 2.87 ERA. What I'm about to do is somewhat irresponsible, as it's a bet I've never made before. But I feel this matchup is so incredibly lopsided that I simply have no choice. We are headed to Atlanta for the third game of a three-game set. Both games have been close, with the Rockies winning 3-2 in Game 1 and the Braves winning by the same score the day after. I'm sure Braves betters are scared at this point, as each game has opened up with a money line north of three, minus 300 and the Braves haven't covered the spread once. Not only do I think they covered the spread today, but I think it'll happen early. I've seen all I've needed to see with Spencer Strider. There's only a handful of pitchers that I want more than him on the mound at this moment. His fastball is Jacob deGrom-esque, touching triple digits, and it's just electric. And his slider should be classified as a deadly weapon. I love that he mixes in a changeup that he's thrown 110 times this year, and it's only surrendered two hits. The Rockies are not good against right-handed pitching on the road, and especially against pitchers like this. We saw this firsthand in the Jacob deGrom start, where he threw four no-hit innings before an infield hit. The Rockies can feast off lefties and the occasional soft-tossing righty, but when they see pitchers like Strider, they fold. You may look at Strider's last appearance against the Rockies and point to the fact that they can hit him. He allowed two hits and one run against them back on June 4th over four innings. That start was at Coors Field, and at the time, that was his third longest appearance in the major leagues. He's grown so much since then, and it's expected that a rookie won't have an elite showing in altitude for his first time. Today, he'll be pitching at home where he's been better this season. Opposing Strider will be Chad Cool. I will fade Chad Cool until the wheels fall off. Cool already faced the Braves this season, throwing five shutout innings and only allowing five hits in the process. In that game, Cool allowed eight balls to be hit over 95 miles an hour, but was able to weasel his way out of it. Cool was pitching much better at that point, but since July, he's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball. His 8.71 ERA in July is dreadful, and since August began, he's thrown 10 innings and allowed 12 earned runs. When we look at his baseball savant page, it's much more indicative of the pitcher he truly is. The Braves can certainly hit a slider. They're one of the best in the sport at it. A lot of their lineup matches up well against the singer as well, which is most of Chad Cool's pitch mix. He throws a curveball as well, which doesn't scare me. With the line being set at 8, I believe it's due to the fact that the Braves are expected to dominate this matchup. Since the trade deadline, the Braves are 6th in WRC plus against right-handers, and the Rockies are 29th. In the last two weeks, the Braves lineup has not looked good against right-handers, but it doesn't compare to the 30th-ranked team the Colorado Rockies, in terms of WRC+. The Braves should go up early, and Strider shouldn't allow more than one run through five innings. So the pick is the Atlanta Braves' first five innings, minus one and a half. Minus one and a half through the first five innings, and minus 115. That's 1.15 units to win one unit. Let's get into my prize pick selections of the day, because I have four of them, but three of them are all in one game, so I'm going to be playing two different entries, probably a two-piece. So the first two-piece is on the hitter side. I want to take Ronald Acuna Jr.'s over one and a half bases, which you can find around minus 115 on books, 
but I want to play it on prize picks because I want to pair it with CJ Crone's under fantasy score. CJ Crone just simply does not match up well against Spencer Strider. Doesn't hit high velocity very well. Much better at Coors Field, much better at lefties. And when you look at splits against sliders, against fastballs, at the point that Strider throws them, he just doesn't perform well. I don't think he has a very good day. And it's not like he'll only face Strider and then he'll face a bad bullpen. The Braves have one of the best bullpens in the sport. I don't think CJ Crone gives us anything today. But on the same side, I really like Ronald Acuna Jr. today. He crushes sinkers and sliders. And while he's one for six in his career against Chad Cool. The advanced stats point to him having a very, very good day based on all the hard hit rates and what he's done in those outs against Chad Cool. He's been hitting the ball consistently hard, and I think that he'll get a double or more today. I think a home run prop is very likely in this spot. On the pitcher's side, I like Spencer Strider's over strikeouts today. It's at 7 on prize picks. I think he goes over that. I think he absolutely dominates the Rockies today. On the same side, I like Paolo Espino. His over fantasy score, it's only at 18 and a half. I'm not saying that he's going to dominate the A's, but I think he pitches well enough to maybe get a win here. I think there's a chance of a quality start. We have to remember that it's the Oakland A's lineup who just isn't very good. And I think he will outduel Ken Waldachuk enough in order to hit over 18 and a half fantasy score. So those are the four player props today. Of course, join me on Twitter. On my Twitter space, I will be doing a space around 4.30-ish p.m. Eastern, probably earlier in order to get some of these picks in. But remember, it's not gambling advice.